This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett, who's taking big, gets a three. Stats eyes in the crowd with Barrett. Five on the 24. Barrett previously in the airport. The drive, the land, that's a hole. Gets it back, keeps it out Barrett. Barrett for three. R.J. Barrett from downtown. He quick trigger three. Gets another triple. Looking for more. Look to the bottom. Carbone coming at you with another episode of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Hope everybody is doing all right tonight, episode 128, or I should say this morning, you know, as you're listening to this, it will likely be May 26th on a Tuesday morning. So I'm recording it very late um, or very early, depending on how you want to look at it. It's one in the morning. On Tuesday the twenty sixth, so that's where I that's when I record, guys. Because when you've got a house of fucking, you know, six or seven loud Italians, it's kind of hard to find a a time to record when nobody's trying to look for you. So getting it, I'm getting it in what I can. But yes, you know, I hope we're all doing well. Of course, you know, it's um you know, same shit. Uh, I feel like I say that in every introduction, but um. Yeah, we're getting through this, guys. We're getting through this. I know it's a tough time, but, you know, we hope you're all healthy. And, again, the news here is pretty stagnant. Um, In terms of the NBA specifically, which, again, this is another, um, tonight's episode is just another episode on the NBA and the Knicks and all that. But in terms of the NBA and, and the news about the season continuing, I think, like, like I said in the last episode, it's it's very flip flop, right? It's very uh, sometimes they're they're hopeless, and, and now we hear terms like gaining momentum or, or gaining optimism, and that, that's what we're hearing right now. Now, you know, you asked me a couple weeks ago if you thought I, that I thought the season was, you know, if if I thought the season was gonna get back underway. I would say no way in hell. In fact, that's why I'm doing these little draft reporting. That's why I started these little scouting reports because I thought it was all done with. <laughs> the Knicks were not going to have 20-something more games or whatever it is. Um, and I even, you know, a while ago I did the report card. Actually, months ago I did their final report card on, uh, you know, on an episode of BD4. Fucking, um, fuck. So that was that. You know, it's, it's like it's fucking... Um, I thought it was over. Now we're kind of hearing it's going to start up again. (laughs) I mean, it could start up again, but it's not official. And, um, you know, it's, it's, we've got ways to go before we actually get some news. I'm not expecting much um, right now, but it seems like we're kind of swinging in the different direction. We were, you know, a couple months, weeks ago, even so, yeah, that's pretty much that. You know, the news the news is 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 news. So we really just have to sit here and wait. And that's why I don't take too much of my time, you know, talking about that shit because I feel like it's been talked about so often and you know, it's kind of beating the same drum over and over, right? So <laughs> 
we are doing, you know, we're going to continue to do this little draft scouting. And obviously if you've, um, you know, stayed with us, you've now noticed that we've moved up on the board to the more important lottery prospects, right? The more exciting guys, the more well-known guys, you know, last night we did LaMelo ball. Um, yeah. And this time around, we're going to dive into Killian Hayes. Now, both of these guys, you know, are my favorites. I go back and forth between wanting him and wanting Hayes. It's, it's, you know, it's hand in hand here. I, I would take any of them. Um, so that's who we're going to dive into tonight or, you know, as you're listening to this, this morning, whenever, um, <laughs> excuse me. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Killian Hayes and, I think that's all I needed to say. You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I wanted to add something, but nothing has been really going on. I know Patrick Ewing was just released from the hospital today, so that's good to hear. Um, Hopefully he can heal up quickly because if you haven't heard, um, Knicks fans, you know, he he was one of the um, latest athletes or former athletes um, to be, um, I guess, diagnosed with coronavirus, so... You know, I hear he left the hospital. I feel, I think he's in good hands or at least in better hands. Um, his son sent out a tweet saying that. So that's good. That's, that's a positive, you know, a positive uh, piece of information there. Um, but yeah, let's, let's, uh, you know, as usual when it's so late, I try not to drag this on. So let's, uh, let's head to break. And as soon as we get back from break, guys, we will get right into the episode talking about Killian Hayes and why he may be a pretty good fit for this Knicks team. Do they draft him? All right. fellas really quick before we continue with the show i just want to remind you if you haven't yet subscribed to bd4 be sure to do so right now just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect for quite a while to be honest with you guys um again Killian Hayes is is just I I see the upside right I see the upside it may not be there right now right this minute he may be a bit of a project but I see the upside in this kid's game um so Killian Hayes is a guard if you have if you haven't you know if you don't know he's a lead guard combo guard who's about 6'5 216 with a 6'9 wingspan. Um, 18 year old kid doesn't turn 19 until the summer, I think July. So, <laughs> this past season, he played really for the past couple of seasons, he's um, played internationally. But this past year for Ratio Farm ULM, I want to say, I hope I pronounced that correctly. 
but you know through 10 games and getting 27 minutes per night he put up some pretty productive numbers 13 points two rebounds and six assists while shooting a split of 46 percent from the field on 10 attempts 39 percent from three on four attempts and 91 percent from the free throw stripe on a bit over two attempts so you know good solid productive season but again in a small sample size of 10 games but you consider the the rate of minutes he played that was that was pretty productive and you stretch it out to per 17 that's 17 points three rebounds and eight assists um and the steals 2.0 steals per 40 i'm sorry per 36 4.4 turnovers per 36 and 4.3 personal fouls per 36 so Somebody I expect to be drafted, obviously, in the lottery, but, you know, I think he will be anywhere from 1 to 4, 1 to 5. We'll go, we'll we'll say 1 to 5, I think Killian Hayes will be selected at. That's just my own personal projection. Um, But, yeah, you know, I think the outlook here is (laughs) we're talking about a fringe. I say for his ceiling, um, maybe I'm being a little too optimistic, but for his ceiling, I think I would give him, you know, fringe all-star potential. You know, fringe all-star, fringe all-star point guard potential um, as his absolute peak. Um, you know, the the middle ground here, though, the most likely scenario, if he can figure his, you know, game out at the NBA level, I say is solid starter, somebody who will just be, you know, a primary floor general for the Knicks, who could be their stabilizer and the guy they've been looking for really since Marbury. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, some comparisons I've heard, um, Marbury might not be bad, but no, but some comparisons, some legitimate ones I've heard. Um, I like the Manu Ginobili comparison. I see some of that. Um, I like the Dwayne Wade light, uh, comparison, right. A, a lesser version of him without the athleticism. Um, Goran Dragic. I love that one, maybe at his peak, but the one I really like in, Obviously, this is the one everybody's been talking about. You see it everywhere. You look up this Killian Hayes kid's name and you type in comp right next to it. The first name that's going to come up is D'Angelo Russell. Everybody's been talking about D'Lo as his number one comp here. And I get it. I love it. You know, the crafty lefty type of player who doesn't really have the explosive, you know, athletic type of, um, you know, play style. But he will make his... He will he will get his own by creating off the bounce and, and being a crafty ball handler. So, yeah, that's where we start, guys. We're going to start with him. Killian Hayes is just an excellent creator. Um, somebody who is very creative with his handles, right? Just excellent footwork, changes speeds and directions exceptionally well, changes angles very well when he has the ball in his hand going downhill. Um, good solid balance to his game, you know, somebody who utilizes his handles so effectively to where he can maneuver through ball screens and, and score that way, you know, score off pick and roll. He's very good at executing and and operating it in a productive, uh, pick and roll game. So I would say his great ability at creating could help him score, but also it helps him become, it helps him just thrive in the passing game. He's a very great passer, you know, a great feel, a great touch as a playmaker. Everything seems to come natural to him. He has the instincts to run the floor. Um, Excellent floor vision with a very high IQ. You know, he's got an advanced pick and roll game, you know, a maestro in pick and roll, somebody who would effectively be 
a guy who can fix this Knicks issue. You know, this issue on the Knicks is we don't have many guys who can be aggressive in those screen and roll scenarios. But I think you throw Killian Hayes in there, develop him some. And I know that's a big part that we, we struggle with player development, but um, if Leon Rose can figure out what he's doing here and, and get the right pieces in the front office and in the coaching staff, and we can develop this kid's game, I think he could really help the Knicks thrive in pick and roll, which is often used in today's game by the more successful teams. Um, so great feel, great touch as a passer, excellent floor vision, always hitting the open man too. You never see him miss those passes that you want to see him make, you know, <clears throat> Excuse me. You want your point guard to make the right passes at the right time. Killian Hayes will do that. You know, he's very aware and always one step ahead of the defense. Um, And he's pretty flashy as a passer. You know, he's very flashy in particular with his left hand. Very good with his left. He can make every pass in the book with that left. Um, He's very precise with the left. Great live action passer with his left hand. And overall, just a one of those high-risk, high-reward type of, of passers, right? Somebody who's just going to take that risk and try to fit it through that tight window. And, you know, whether he gets it through there or not, he's going to do it to, to help his team, you know, at a maximum uh, level. But he's got some great size to him for a point guard, right? We mentioned he's got combo guard ability. Um, strong frame at the point guard position will bring so much versatility to a Nick lineup, you know? Um, I would say he would be able to, in the NBA level, he'll be able to guard the ones, the twos, and maybe occasionally slide up to guard those, you know, small ball threes, you know, in small ball lineups. Um, so pretty versatile there because of that excellent frame he brings, um, you know, and offensively he can absorb contact pretty well at the rim because of the frame. You know, he kind of has that RJ Barrett type of, of, um, upper body strength here and there where he can just absorb it pretty well and it doesn't affect him too much when he's bully balling. Um, you don't see it a bunch, but there's flashes there, you know, where it reminds me of RJ Barrett's type, you know, type of play. Um, and then I also have written down here that Killian Hayes' footwork all around the court, you know, is excellent. Good footwork at the rim. That's kind of where the Manu Ginobili comparisons come into play. Um, great footwork on that jumper, right? He loves that step back jumper. That's kind of where those D-low uh, comparisons come into play. Maybe like a James Harden type of step back he loves. You know, he's always doing that that step back from the left side. Um and then great footwork defensively. He can pretty much just, he, he's pretty, pretty clean out there when you watch him play. His footwork is very crisp. I mean, he's got a good pace to him though. He can play the half court. He can play the break. Um, he's got some sneaky athleticism to where he could keep up. You know, he's almost underrated in a sense, at least in my own opinion, as a, an athlete. You know, I'm not that he's explosive or not that he's, again, any athlete that'll blow you away, but. I feel like some scouts and even some fans and just, it's like we think this guy's fucking Jose Calderon. That's I saw a tweet actually earlier today that was saying, you know, let's be honest, Killian Hayes isn't the most athletic, but he ain't no fucking, you know, Calderon. And I was dying at that because I, I the truth is, is in that so much. It's, he's not, you know, he's not the most athletic, but he's not fucking, you know, running in mud. He's enough. He's got enough athleticism to where he could, you know, he could be decent at the NBA level in terms of that, in terms of being acrobatic. You know, he's got a pretty quick first step. He's pretty quick as a mover, you know, going into tight spaces and weaving in and out. I think it's there. 
you know, I would call it sneaky athleticism. I think he has an upside there if he keeps working in the gym. Um, and then also has an upside to become a good shooter and three-level scorer someday, right? His abilities off the bounce, we've talked about that. Um, we talked about the per 36 numbers. Very effective, very good-looking. Um, and then, you know, he's a, he's got a very good mid-range game as it is right now. And he's a pretty good finisher at the rim as it is right now. So that's two of the three levels where Killian Hayes, yes, it might be at a lower volume, but the efficiency is there. He's very efficient um, inside the arc, in the mid-range and at the rim. Very efficient as a two-point shooter. In fact, I've got a couple of numbers here. 55% on his two-point shots in 2018, taking 1.2 attempts per game. Um, 56% on his two-point shots in 2019, taking 4.2 per game, and 50% this past season on six attempts, so the volume increased. Um, so he's a good two-point shooter, somebody who's going to hit those shots inside the arc. I know he's got a tremendous floater that he loves to use, very efficient with that. Um, and again, he loves that step-back J, whether it be from the mid-range or beyond the arc. So... And, you know, another indicator here you know, to, to kind of be optimistic about his future as a shooter, um, his free throw shooting has been very effective. And again, low volume, right? Just 22 free throw attempts this past year, but 91%. And 75 free throw attempts uh, over the past three seasons he played internationally in 84%. So it's there, you know, it's there. I just think we need some more consistency. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, and the consistency part comes in when you're talking about his three-point potential. You know, he improved his three-point percentage, though, uh, this past season to, um, for 39%. That's a big jump from 19% in 2019, right? <clears throat> this past year, excuse me, I'm freaking <clears throat> choking over here, about 39%. On 4.1 attempts this past year is a tremendous jump from 20% less in 2019, you know. And he's, you know, not just the numbers this past year, but it looks like he improved. Um, his form looks very, very nice. He's got a pretty good touch, you know, on the follow-through. Um, and again, good footwork on his jumper. So I, there's reason to be optimistic that Killian Hayes could at least be adequate as a jump shooter. Eventually, again, he needs proper development, but... There's some optimism there. Um, and then last, uh, the, the last uh, strength I have written down here is the defensive upside as well. Um, again, he's a, little, he's a little bit inconsistent defensively, but right now he still has his moments to where you, you, could, you could see the optimism. You could see the, the outlook to where Killian Hayes could have that, you know, above average defense. Um, he could be a, good team defender of the future. You know, I know he's improved on rotations. Um, he We've seen progression there. Again, he's got solid footwork to where he could be decent on the perimeter. Um, you know, he gathered 2.0 steals per 40 minutes this past year. Um, per, per 36 minutes, sorry, I keep saying 40. And then he's got size to, you know, where he can hold his own right now um, and play the one, two, and three spots. Um, now, some weaknesses, though. We'll get to that now. Oh, I, I do think, you know, this the weaknesses here, they're going to be a lot. And that's kind of why I think this kid is going to be a raw project. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. And he's very young, so he's got some work 
But one of the things I have written down is he forces the action a lot. You know, he's overpassing often, trying to do too much. Maybe, you know, sometimes he's a little too high risk, high reward, you know, where he'll just force things. And that's kind of where the 4.4 turnovers um, per 36 minutes come into play. Um, and, and he could be a little left hand dominant, too. I've got that down. You know, he rarely uses his right hand, um, either as a passer or a scorer. He's always going with his, you know, being super reliant um, with his left. And that's going to hurt him in the NBA unless he learns to become a little more ambidextrous. Um, <clears throat> and then here I have defensive consistency. You know, I think the off-ball defense in particular needs the most work of anything. You know, at times he can be lackadaisical and he'll get beat on cuts. He'll be late on closeouts and he's not really engaged 100%. So that's going to have to improve. Um, it's not LaMelo ball type bad, but but it's it certainly... Um, you know, it leaves some to be desired. And then here, uh, handle creativity. Now he's got a good handle. We mentioned he's a very good shot creator and, you know, a very good creator for himself and others, but he doesn't offer much in terms of, you know, a variability of moves, right? He doesn't have these ridiculous type of Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Jamal Crawford, threw that one in there, type of handles, right? Um, I think he's somebody who's going to just, to just be really fucking, like, enough to create separation, right? Not enough to shake and bake his man to the floor or anything like that. But I, I think that's more of a nitpick than anything, right? But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, he's a raw guy. You know, going to be a raw, raw prospect at 18 years old, 19 in July. But, you know, still just a teenager with lots to improve to become an NBA product. So I think he's going to be a project. Might take a few years. He, he might have to play in the G League for one or two seasons or one and a half years before he gets any legitimate um time in the NBA. But, hey, who knows? If the Knicks are to draft him, maybe they give him a shot right away. You know, all in all, I would definitely take my chances with Killian Hayes. Again, he's on my top two, right? He's in my top two. I go back and forth between him and Ball, right? I want him. I want him. It, it's every night. You know, I would not mind either. Um, I think Hayes would bring a primary playmaker to the Knicks who would really thrive in the pick and roll game and could help Frank Nielakina, uh Frank Nielakina develop so much. You know, I think he would really benefit. Um, Frank could from having somebody like Killian on the squad. Um, so he'll play well with Mitch. I think he'll play well with RJ. Uh, but the big, again, the big swing factor here is Killian Hayes. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Big swing factor here is Killian Hayes shooting. You know, if he could become a better shooter, somebody who can be at least average to above average, that would unlock so much more potential in his game. That's the key, you know, that would raise his ceiling from here to fucking here. It would go up so much if he could just learn to shoot a little more consistently, you know, and on the flip side, if he doesn't fix, if he doesn't improve as a shooter and kind of gain more consistency, then that's going to limit his time on the floor and he'll find himself on the bench or in the G League longer than we want him to be. So we'll see what happens, but all in all, guys, Killian Hayes is somebody I really, really think the Knicks should take a chance on just because they're in the position they're in, right? They're not in a position to where, you know, they're in desperate need of a guy who 
well, let me rephrase that. They need any, they need anything they can get, but they're in a position to where they're looking for their point guard and any sliver of, of upside you'll take. And I think that's why I'm, I'm pretty high on Killian is because yes, he may be another project, but it's worth the shot being that this draft class is not very um, deep in terms of backcourt talent. There's a lot of question rather in terms of backcourt talent, but I think Killian, despite, um, you know, needing a lot of work in the end, he could be somebody that pays off way more of a chance. You know, there's way more of a chance that he'll be the guy who pays off in the end, as opposed to plenty of other guys in this class. So I'm very high on Hayes. I think he'll be just very, very good for this Knicks team, guys. I I think it's going to take some time, but listen, if he's there, do it. You know, I, again, in LaMelo Ball, Killian Hayes, I really wouldn't be upset with either one of those guys. It's them two, and then it's everybody else. Um, but that's it. That's it for the night, guys. That's it for, for Killian Hayes in episode 128 of BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You know, I know it wasn't too, um, too deep, too long of an episode, but... Again, I feel like I go too fast. I want to slow it down a little bit, but I'm, I'm fucking, I'm rushing. Sometimes I feel like I rush these episodes. I don't know. Maybe it's just me thinking something. <laughs> Thank you guys for stopping by. That's going to do it. Um, most rock hard on the side.